A warm welcome from all of us here at Holy Rosary Parish in Burlington. Join us in prayer as we share with Father Martin the Lenten readings and homily for today's Holy Mass. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The enemies of the prophet said, Let us make plots against Jeremiah, for instruction shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come, let us bring charges against him. Let us not heed any of his words. Jeremiah prayed to the Lord in these words, Give heed to me, O Lord, and listen to what my adversaries say. Is evil a recompense for God? Yet they have dug a pit for my life. Remember how I stood before you to speak good for them, to turn away your wrath from them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Save me, O Lord, in your steadfast love. Save me, O Lord, in your steadfast love. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. Save me, O Lord, in your steadfast love. For I hear the whisperings of many, terror all around, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. Save Save me, O Lord, in your steadfast love. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies and persecutors. Save me, O Lord, in your steadfast love. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked a favor of him. And he said to her, What do you want? 
She said to him, Declare that these two sons of mine will sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? They said to him, We are able. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and at my left, this is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard it, they were angry with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you. But whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. I always find myself kind of bemused, I suppose, when we hear this little passage from the prophet Jeremiah, where the enemies plotting together not only are being vicious, of course, and wicked in their preparations to arrest and to persecute and hopefully to put to death Jeremiah, But they also want to put down, even before they do any of that, any of the influence he might ever have managed to have. You know, we can do this. We can do away with Jeremiah. Things won't change. We'll still have instruction from the priests and counsel from the wise and words from the prophet. Jeremiah's being removed from the scene will not mean that there's a great upheaval in our lives and in our religion. In fact, it might even be smoother still than it has been. So let's get to work. I can only think of that expression, business as usual, and I know I've spoken of that in the past. What they're plotting for in wanting to do away with Jeremiah is to have business as usual. Because after all, What do the real prophets do? They tend to upend the business-as-usual mentality. They basically are declaring business-as-usual is exactly what is leading you all to ruin and damnation, and we must think something different. Then to have this paired with a gospel story in which Jesus speaks directly about what's going to be happening to him in the persecution and death that he will endure. Everything will be changed. The entire universe will be turned on its head and made into something completely new. And what do James and John and their mother proceed to do virtually immediately? They work towards business as usual, climbing the social ladder, Who's going to be able to sit at your right and your left in the kingdom? 
all the attachments to ambition and power and all the old ways of thinking. Business as usual. Cross, resurrection for our Messiah and Savior. Fine, but, but let's move on to business as usual. It's, one is reminiscent of, uh, of what Isaiah says, and we've read that already. You just can't wait till your day of fast is over so that you can get back to business as usual. But it's not business as usual at all, as we know. I must say, though, but certainly when I was a child, and sometimes the temptation is still there, I would hear this story and say, oh yes, this is very crass of James and John's mother to be asking for the seats of the right hand and the left. But I wonder who is going to get them? And then you start calculating. Well, is it going to be, well, presumably, it'll be Mary on one side, and oh, who's going to be on the other side? Will it be Joseph, uh, maybe John the Baptist, or, or is Jesus talking here in some very symbolic way about the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Bishop Barron, in his reflection, as he so often does, gives a remarkable different twist to it. And I realize why I get locked into that notion of, oh, who's it going to be, Mary or whoever else? Because all we think of is the definitive final kingdom and the thrones and sitting on the thrones and reigning. But Bishop Barron, in his reflection, said, when's the next time, with great pointedness, that you hear about persons who are at Jesus' left hand and right hand? Is it not precisely when he's on the cross and there are the wicked, horrible criminals who have done nothing good in their entire lives? They are the ones who end up on either side of him. And it is one of them who is invited into the fullness of the kingdom life that very day. His miserable life redeemed at the last minute because he turned to the Savior. Now that's a different twist on the right hand and the left. And the bishop goes on to make the point that no one is ever going to be thinking about sitting at the right hand and the left without crucifixion, without suffering for the sake of the good name and news of Jesus, exactly as he said, are you prepared to drink the cup that I am about to drink? the cup of suffering for the sake of the good news. It might be the most surprising people that we ever could possibly have imagined who will be at his right hand and at his left. It might very well be one of us, but not because we were ambitiously trying to get there, but because if we had any ambition at all, it was the ambition to journey with him right through to his cross, death, and resurrection. That's really something to think about when we get our priorities all mixed up and we ask the Lord to write those priorities again so that our gaze is on him on the cross and our desire to serve him there as the least rather than the greatest.
We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. For those joining our podcast outside our parish, we look forward to welcoming you in person at our Holy Rosary Church in Burlington. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.